0: What is the mystery respiratory illness affecting dogs around the country? And what do you need to tell your clients so we don't panic everybody this holiday season? This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine and a tough topic that is going around the news and the social media is the mysterious respiratory illness affecting dogs around the country. Currently, over 16 states have reports of an unknown a typical respiratory infection in dogs and a lot of people are panicking and this week we want to talk about what you can do to communicate to your clients this holiday season and how to keep everybody safe but before we talk about keeping people safe as always I am one of your co-hosts Dr.
1: Ernie Ward and I'm registered veterinary technician Becky Mosser and Becky
0: I am so delighted that you are out of the hospital back in the studio doing the podcast thing how are you doing
1: I'm amazing. I'm so happy to be home. Um, not quite in my studio. It turns out my door <laughs> frames are not are not wheelchair-friendly in width. So I'm um, probably kind of echoey on the phone in my living room. But it feels so great to be home. And I'm really excited to be talking about anything other than my motorcycle accident. So um, this is an important one. And Christmas is coming so fast our boarding calendars are filling up, and I'm, I'm sure our clients have questions.
0: Oh, boy, do they? Uh, Becky, you know, d- just uh, today when we're recording this, uh, which is uh, the 1st of December, you know, I do a, uh, a, I'm do a guest on uh, Dr. Radio on Sirius XM, and let me tell you, the switchboard was lit up with people concerned about coughing, sneezing, discharging dogs, and, uh, you know, we had to really dispel a lot of myths. And so, Becky, I guess, you know, you've been sort of isolated. Did, were you hearing any news about this while you were recumbent in the hospital
1: oh yeah and i'm not gonna lie i was laying in the hospital thinking i made it through covid without covid and i want to get out of this hospital before i get it and meanwhile (laughs) reading all about this this canine illness um and i guess more than anything reading very little of significance because all i keep reading is we don't know and i think that's the really scary part for for us as as Professionals and surely for clients,
0: right? And and maybe Bec- Becky, also I, I'll take a slightly different spin on it. Maybe because we haven't identified a specific novel causative agent, maybe it's just a lot of awareness, right? So, I mean, every year we see spikes in upper respiratory infections around the country in dogs and cats and people, and maybe, you know, social media is fanning the flames a little bit. Uh, You know, so you get what I'm going at with this. I mean, so sometimes, you know, uh, you don't really know a problem exists until you hear about a problem, then suddenly it's all over TikTok and you're like, oh, we got a big problem when maybe we just have kind of the same thing that we've always had. Who knows?
1: Well, and it's all about clickbait, right? Like we live in a generation where media requires clickability in their titles and in their images. And the content does not always align. And so you're right. it's, It's often being reported as a widespread illness and a nationwide illness. And while it has affected, like you said, 16 states from coast to coast. So in a in a funnel, it is a nationwide illness. It is not something that is by any means at this point endemic or um, really super, super scary. But it, it's the thing where media is doing most of the informing. And so it is absolutely creating a lot of conversation and very little answers.
0: Right. And again, this is, uh, you know, viewfinders, this is confusing to our clients and to the veterinary clinics. I mean, I've, I've seen both parties sort of, you know, uh, as Becky mentioned, sensationalizing the issue. And so that does concern me. Uh, and look, and I hope, uh, like most of us, I'm, I'm guessing listening to this podcast, hope that this is not a novel agent. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to see a new virus or bacteria or mycoplaza uh, coming out that we have to deal with because that brings its own set of problems. But what we do know is that we are seeing more upper respiratory that, you know, seem to be uh, maybe resistant to antibiotics. We don't really have a good grasp on that. Some of these tend to go, are going into pneumonia, but more importantly, you know, there's a lot of, of you know, a lot of sensationalism around that. And I think that this is what you're going to have to do. And we really want to focus on this today, Becky, is, okay, you're going to be getting phone calls. You probably already are about holiday boarding, right? And either they're going to say, do I board at your clinic? If you board at your clinic? Or should I take my dog to the Kennel in your community? What about grooming, right? Everybody wants to get their dog pampered and pretty for the holidays. Do they take it to grooming? You know, so so Becky, let's start there. You know, how can uh, let's say you're in a community where it's not endemic, as you mentioned, where it's not all over the news that, wow, you know, in Brunswick County, North Carolina, we are having an outbreak because right now there have been no reported cases uh in North Carolina. So, Becky, how could that veterinary clinic who's in an area that maybe hasn't seen it yet, how should they be communicating to their clients? clients?
1: Well, I think it's really important to find content and educational pieces that you have handy, talking points for all of your staff that are on on point with each other um, and and only really communicate the significant facts. Um, for example, NPR, um, I one of the articles I read, read came from NPR on the, I think it was like the first, it was a couple of days ago, where it really kind of talks about the idea that this might be becoming more of a media panic than it is of an actual disease panic, and that we aren't even really sure this is one pathogen specifically. Right. And so, you know, they they actually say "pathogen soup," which is disgustingly amazing. Um, <laughs> that just kind of says it, it could be a lot of a combination of things. And so, because of that, I think having those types of things handy we know that our CSRs are our front lines. They're the ones that are going to be picking up the phone. They're the ones that are going to be taking a lot of these calls and then saying, well, let me transfer you to a technician. Let me transfer you to the doctor. We we should have these talking points ready to go. One, it's going to instill confidence in our to our clients that we are educated and informed and ready about it. And two, it's going to keep your staff from having to kind of determine their dialogue around it. We want to make sure we are all on the same page.
0: Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, viewfinders, the source that I go to uh, for this and for a lot of things that have an infectious disease nature is Dr. Scott Weiss's uh, blog. I'll have the links in the show notes, but if you haven't gone, go to wormsandgermsblog.com. He's done a fantastic job. He always does when things like this uh, make the news, Uh, but he's done a fantastic job of kind of giving us the actual facts for this condition. Uh, Also, Becky, I mean, as, as no surprise to any of us, there are some veterinarians out there who have touted some unusual treatments, and he's uh, addressed a few of those because, you know, as uh, TikTok does, when things go viral, people are like, oh, I want to use this drug. My dog is coughing uh, when it's probably wholly inappropriate and maybe carries additional risk. So Scott Weiss, I want to thank you again. Uh, You know, I've thanked you so many times over the years, but uh, you're doing a fantastic job. Wormsandgermsblog.com, great resource for this kind of stuff. So right now, like Becky said, if you're in an area where it's not endemic, you haven't seen cases people around you aren't reporting it you need to say hey guys it's out there but we're going to be you know vigilant about this okay so let's let's be cautious becky what about um, in that area again we're going to get to the other part where maybe there's an outbreak in your area but th- for the area that's not currently affected what are you giving the, what, what advice should we share or what should we be sharing about going to boarding maybe i'm about to travel for the holidays or do i get my dog uh, pampered and and prettied up
1: You know, honestly, that's the kind of thing. It's a really personal decision, but I feel like similar to even when things opened back up after COVID, there was a a level of necessity that needed to be considered. And I do think it is worthwhile to consider the level of necessity, um, even in states where it's not necessarily um, seen. Because I do think that it is a possibility that it's only a matter of time for some of these. That being said, I do think we shouldn't panic. I certainly don't want to affect small business in a way that is um, catastrophic, but I do think that we should consider, do we need to offer this service? And for our clients, do we absolutely need to to board? Um, and then I think as a as a clinic, it's really important to be very clear about what your cleaning techniques are going to be, about what your preventative measures are going to be, and what your requirements for your clients are going to be. I think the other thing that is really important to know is where else your clients go. Because if it is folks that are boarding and going to maybe doggy daycare and going to the groomer, like we're going to start having a lot more contributing factors or at least more risk, the more these dogs are going to be in places other dogs are. And so I think we should possibly consider um, being aware of what the requirements are, where else these pets go. And and then again, being on the, the same page about how we're going to clean, decontaminate and prevent contamination um, is, is the most important thing that we can not only do, but be able to communicate to our clients.
0: Oh, that's a really good point. I mean, guys, this is the time to wash your hands in between patients, wash door handles, wash everything that comes in contact with other dogs because you just don't know who a carrier might be for sure. So let's be extra vigilant for sure. The other thing is, you know, again, if you're in that area that's not affected currently, you know, let's talk about vaccinations because we do have some really good vaccines against canine influenza. We have them against Bordetella, okay, so kennel cough. And, And I think that this is good to protect those pets that maybe have lapsed as well. So if people are really concerned, you know, again, we know that most likely this is CI, you know, D, you know, canine infectious respiratory disease complex, CIRDC. That's way beyond me sometimes. But you know, we want to make sure that we're actually communicating about what we can protect against because if this is a new agent, we can't. The other thing too, Becky, I love what you said. We don't know where people are taking their pets. If Put on social media right now, if you are traveling for the holidays, be extra cautious about where you stop to take a potty break for your dog, right? I mean, because you stop at a, at a restaurant, at a gas station, at a rest area, you know, maybe... Try to go somewhere where all the other dogs don't go because, you know, I'm not saying that there's environmental risk here. We just don't seem to, we don't know, right? It's probably dog to dog, airborne type of thing, or at least particulates. Um, But for me, I'm going to make sure that I advise my clients to be a little extra cautious when they're traveling with their pet because you may be going into an area uh, that has a problem as well. And then like Becky said, you know, this is something you're going to have to really start to think about as a team, like how... And I think there's two things. Number one, how are we going to address it, right? People concern, you know, vaccine requirements, hygiene, isolation, yada, yada, all that kind of stuff. But on the other part of this is what happens if you have an outbreak in your clinic, right? So what if you're boarding at, hosp- at uh, over the holidays? Becky, I mean, you know, this is something that I think you should make a plan now because what is it that you always say?
1: <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be bad to get ahead of that
0: one for sure. <laughs> right. So go ahead and, and create a protocol of what would happen if a dog shows any symptoms of nasal discharge, sneezing, coughing, respiratory distress. I mean, like, what are you going to do? Because what you don't want to do in the holidays, and Becky, look, I've been there too many decades. You know, you've got maybe your high school part-timers that are coming in to fill the gaps during the holidays for when your regular people are out. What you don't want to do is have them go, oh, I didn't know he just seemed like he was sneezing a little bit. I thought it was allergies, right? And then suddenly, yeah, you got a hundred dogs uh, with, with this mysterious respiratory disease. All right, Becky, let's now flip over to an area. Let's say that you're in a state where this is making the news, where people are making reports and they're making TikToks about it. How should you be communicating to your clientele?
1: Well, I think all of the above. And I say this all the time, you know, like we have so much technology to communicate with our clients. And if you don't, you're like really missing out and the clinic around the corner is doing it you know the clinic around the corner is using this technology to work smarter not harder and to keep their clients informed and i'll tell you it is absolutely what our clients want they you know they they want to be informed they're doing research and then they want to call you and find out if that research is true and what they should be doing and i think that that is the tone of the majority of our clients nowadays and so i really think getting in front of this one having um as much means and and overlapping that means that means if you need to send out something through the mail if you need to send out emails if you need to have a newsletter if you need to use your facebook your instagram and your tiktok like w- there is no amount of over communicating good information And um, it's our responsibility at this point to keep our clients informed.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. So again, communicate. Now, while you're communicating on TikTok and Instagram, Facebook, wherever you choose, email, newsletter, blog, I I do want to urge caution to not over sensationalize this. I mean, I kind of, you know, Becky, I'm seeing a lot of uh, even some veterinary, you know, people that I respect kind of going out into this, you know, have you have you seen the latest news? There's this thing going around and it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, let's be cautious. Let's be measured, tempered. Let's instill confidence in the public. I mean, I don't, you know, again, if this were, I'll be honest with you, if this were like 1978 and Parvo is running rampant around the country, killing dogs in a horrific fashion, then, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to make a lot of videos going, oh my gosh, you know, but this one is kind of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a serious respiratory condition, but it, it's fatal, so you know, Please don't don't overblow it for sure. And you know, uh, a couple of of posts, like you know, again, and I think Dr. Weiss uh, uh, addressed it as well. You know, they're kind of hyping their own solution. <laughs> you know, Becky, you know what I'm talking about. They're kind of selling their own supplement product, super crud killer type stuff. You know, but let's be cautious about that as well. You know what I'm saying, Becky? I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah, it's
1: opportunities, right? <laughs> like yeah. and there, and there are people out there who who do believe so they believe it, you know, that's the, I think the part that's so important is it's it, to them. It seems like a, great, or, or they believe it's a great opportunity, whatever it right, is they right. believe in it. And um, yeah, I think we have to kind of always lean into science, always lean into education. Um, and, you know, I, it, it, this is no different, you know, it's no different than diatomaceous earth. We will always have <laughs> alternate solutions popping up that people have questions about and I always just tell them like, my answer to that is always I don't have any science to back that up. Here's what here's what I know, and so I, I try not to disrespect people who who ha- maybe have a veterinarian or a breeder or you know some other form of animal expert who is is informing them of a good prevention method or right. um, something better than vaccines or or science. And again, I kind of try really hard not to disrespect that thought pattern, but to just say, I can't back that up with any science. Here's what I know. And here's what I know about the treatment because it is treatable. Um, but what what I know is it's not anything close to natural or as as holistic as the preventative you're suggesting. So we're going to end up medically treating this one way or another, whether it's through prevention or actual treatment. Um and I think it's important to be talking to our clients at this time about insurance, the benefit of insurance. This is an this is a time that it's very scary if your pet's yeah. going to need yeah. hospitalization. Um, it, it, when these kinds of things come up, I think it's a great time to remind your clients about the the benefit of insurance. And we know there are plans popping up that have some wellness coverage. The coverage is getting better and better all the time, more accessible all the time. So. Um, I think we can also use this as an opportunity to remind clients about the things we are always trying to remind them um, and leverage this opportunity while they're listening and say, this is why we really stress the Bordetella vaccine or the cerd vaccine that you guys, you know, um, a-, a lot of times you think you don't need it because it's just a boarding thing. But hey, guess what? Um it's an opportunity to do good education. More than anything, that's what can come out of this situation.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I love that. Just re-emphasize the importance of protecting against what we can protect against, right? So that is, that is you know, it doesn't protect us against the unknown, the new, but it might help, you know? And, and again, we saw this uh, actually with COVID, you know, that there were other benefits to other types of vaccines that might be protective. But, you know, again, I just, I'm always, um, you know, I got to tell you, I've, I, one of the few movies I've watched multiple times and I watched it way too much during uh, the pandemic was Contagion and if you recall Jude Law his character is kind of the he, he comes up with he's a journalist or whatever but he's really not he's kind of this you know uh, person on on the internet, and he makes uh, this supplement called Forsythia. You remember that, Becky? <laughs> that actually didn't do anything. That was supposed to be the I cure. Know. Oh yeah, go watch it again. Go watch it again. And of course, in the end, it's proven that you know he he faked uh, that he was sick and that it cured him. And and there's some of this going around right now uh, with with dogs. So again, you know, Becky, the other the thing I want to leave everybody with today, because I know that you're still you know here in recovery and you gotta gotta save your energy because you're you've got a lot lot of healing to do. But um, you know, Becky. The other part of this is this shows you how elevated the human-animal bond is, in my opinion, right? The fact that it's all over the news, it's all over social media, dogs are getting sick, they're not dying, they're not having blood coming out of every orifice, right? They're just coughing and their owners are worried. That tells me a lot. That tells me that, you know what? United States dog parents really, really love their dogs and, you know, they are, they're worried and concerned and they want answers. And I I think all this really just shows how important dogs are to our lives. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It is, it is really the one thing that I think we always take away from these scary times is we, we kind of get bitter, I think. And we're like, oh, all, all of a sudden now everybody cares, but it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, that, we, we got to try not to be jaded and know that this is part of getting in front of it. It is part of informing our clients before they even have to ask, because you're right. Um, people get really scared. And then, they, when, when in times of fear is when we see action without thought, you right, know, right. and people want to believe that I will buy this tincture and it is going to fix it because it's even better than coping with the idea that my dog is not protected, not safe, and could die. Um, I can't. I I think I think about all the TikToks I see where people are just crying and they're like, "It occurs to me, my dog is not going to be here forever, and I'm I'm losing it." And they're still sitting right in front of me, right. And I I just think that the very idea of losing our best friends is more than we can stand, and it, it does become something that we will try anything but what works, right? Because we <laughs> right. think that that is very expensive, or we can't afford that. And I always try to remind my clients. Okay, well, you've done four things that didn't work, and all of them cost twenty dollars. Are you ready for the fifty dollars vaccine? You know, like <laughs>
0: right, exactly
1: <laughs> like that. In my head is like we we see that um, there's not always a lot of logic, but but boy does it come from a place of absolute love and adoration for our pets. And when we can help our clients lean into that feeling, if we can get them where we need to get them. Um, I know we're not people experts in this field, but we have to lean into that bond to get them where we need them.
0: Gosh, I love that. And I'm really, really happy that we we're able to have this conversation. I'm glad that Becky's on the mend. I know you got a lot of healing to do. You've got uh, you know, a considerable, significant uh, challenge ahead of you and you're... Perfect. You're ready for it. You got this. You're strong. Uh, you're able and more importantly, you're committed. So Becky, again, we're glad you're on the men, but we want to hear from you guys out there. You know, are you hearing reports? How are you addressing it? You know, have you found a magical treatment? (laughs) That works. let us know i really actually let scott weiss know so that he can do some research onto it but uh, i really want to hear from you guys we'll have links in the show notes but this is one of those areas where like becky says get out in front of it start posting about it you don't have to be hyper about it you don't have to be sensationalist about it but you should tell your community what you know about it and what you're doing to kind of stay abreast of it because again otherwise they're going they're going to look on tiktok and tmz (laughs) so becky how can they tell us what they're doing
1: yeah, you guys can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. You can always shoot us a G- an email over at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. And I want to say, um, many of you took up Dr. Ernie's um, suggestion to reach out and to send kind words to me. And so I just wanted to say thank you guys that did that. It is so incredibly meaningful. Um, sometimes I forget people are listening to this conversation after you and I have it, Ernie. And so... Um, It is always so meaningful to hear from you guys. And so thank you for that. And um, thanks for taking that time. I loved hearing from you. Yeah.
0: And guys, veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. I'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, Definitely, it's not too late. (laughs) Becky is going to need your words of encouragement for some time. So definitely just drop her note. Say, hey, we're thinking about you. We're glad you're doing better. Becky, great to talk to you again. I'm glad you're out of the hospital. It means so much to us. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Good job, I think it's good.